Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it. This is Losing Money with Andrew Bascom, a podcast where we gamble on everything and anything. And on this episode, we are talking about NBA All-Star Weekend and a UFC fight night. I'm your host, Andrew Bascom. Let's go. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Welcome to another episode of Losing Money with Andrew Bascom, the 160th episode to be exact. Of course, the 160th anniversary gift is losing sports bets, and this is my gift to you. We have so much to discuss, like the NBA All-Star Game and the UFC Fight Nights and the many ways to lose money on it. But before we lose money on this episode, let's recap the ways that we lost money last week, which was a very special, special week and a special episode because it was the Super Bowl. I went five and six. That is totally fine. I made way too many bets. The bets that I I liked and I was big on, we made money. So that's good. And I end the season right now on 63, 39 and two. It was a very good season for football. I am very sad to see it go for so many reasons, but mostly because it was a reliable moneymaker for us. I had the Kansas City Chiefs plus one and a half. That was a win. That's great. The second biggest bet I had that I talked all about was the KC Chiefs to call the first time out. And we lost on that. How in the world did we lose on that? I had the first punt over 46 and a half yards. That was a win. Both teams uh, to not make an over 33 and a half yard field goal. That was a win. I lost on the Rory McIlroy bet that no one understood. So thank you very much for getting back to me on that one. I <laughs> I was so convinced to try and take the Rory McIlroy round four birdies over total punts. I didn't think there'd be that many punts. And I thought Rory would play better, but what are you going to do? Isaiah Pacheco really screwed me because I really thought he would have a good receiving day. He only got one target, did not get a single reception. So that sucks. That killed that bet. And it also killed my uh, my same game parlay. Jalen Hurts came through for me over five and a half uh, consecutive completions. But ultimately, a five and six day, totally fine because the KC Chiefs won and uh, covered the spread at plus one and a half. The Pays Ready Prince, he went one and one because his safe bet of the week was a same game parlay with a Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown and Miles Sanders under 61 and a half rushing yards at a plus 350. That's a win. And what a win that is. Oh my goodness. Amazing. His spicy bet of the week, uh, the game to go to overtime. And you know what? <laughs> came pretty close. So I shouldn't, I shouldn't laugh at that. He had a very good one and one, a one and one in which you make money. And he ends the season at 22, 18 and three. Good season for the Pans Ready Prince. Charlie Chalk only had one bet over 50 and a half. And God damn, that came out fast. You were early in the third quarter and you're getting paid for that. So good for Charlie Chalk. He finished the season at a very stellar 30 and 17. Oh, the gambler. He went three and two. Man, another week where pretty much we all made money, except for me, but I technically made money, but I had a losing record. Uh, the gambler, he went three and two. He's plus four units on the season. He had a Hurts anytime touchdown. Goddard anytime touchdown. Woof. Those came out quick. Uh, Miles Sanders, which was the big shock, I guess, except for the Pans Rider Prince, who had him under rushing yards. Uh, he had a bad day. They just, they could not run the ball at all. And he had the leading game in rushing, which was a loss. The Devonta Smith over four and a half receptions, which is a win. And he lost on the Eagles plus seven and a half over 47 and a half. Those are both wins. And what did he lose on Sanders over 68, five and a half rushing yards. So overall, a very good Super Bowl. We all made money. But let's talk about the Super Bowl. It's just an incredible game with two of the clearest best teams in the league, right? Just went back and forth the whole time. But when I say the Super Bowl, are you thinking about that? Are you thinking about the back and forth action? Are you thinking about two incredible young quarterbacks, two smart coaches? No, I think everyone wants to kind of talk about this holding call with 90 seconds left in the game. And like God help, thank God for the NFL films for showing multiple angles that weren't available 
table during the TV broadcast, which only had one that didn't really show the foul. It didn't really show the hold. That being said, also, God bless James Bradbury, the corner who committed the, the foul by the Eagles for immediately coming out. Literally the first thing I was mouth and saying, oh, yeah, that was definitely a penalty. You you saved us from like the take apocalypse on Monday of like an absolute meltdown. It was still pretty bad, but it could have been worse. Thank you, James Bradbury, for being honest. Rule changes will come in the offseason. I get that. They might even talk about the eye in the sky, which they've been talking about for a long time, which would be refs in a box that can you know move these calls along faster. But between the AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl, people have lots of issues with refing. And I don't know. I really don't. I'm not one of these people that gets too fired up about it. You know, if you heard me last week, you know I'm not a huge fan of blaming refs because, you know, they're human. And, and for the most part, mistakes will happen to punish both teams and both sides over the course of a game, over the course of a season. But if you think the refing is as worse as it's ever been, then I humbly and respect, respectfully ask you, please point to a time in which you think it was good, right? I'm not saying it's never happened, but for it to be worse than ever, there must've been a good time, right? Both things have to kind of be true. And unfortunately, the NFL isn't the NBA, which has had at least one ref knowingly rigging games for the mafia. Boxing, which has an unbelievably corrupt organization behind it. And MMA, which is just straight up incompetent. Those, it's a sport that is refed by humans. And you got to keep that in mind when you bet on it with your hard-earned money. It might not always go your way. But I actually would argue to say the NFL is one of the better ref sports which is crazy to think about, especially when everyone is yelling about an amazing Super Bowl and all they can remember is the refing. I miss the NFL already, but we are weeks away from having an episode about the betting on the NFL draft. I love that it's pretty much a 12-month sport at this point, but enough of that for now. We are There are actual sports that we have to lose money on, and first up is going to be the NBA All-Star Weekend with bet number one right after this. I love betting on the NBA All-Star Weekend. The goofier the event, the more I love betting on it. And that's why we got to start with this an absolute insane bet. We are going to bet on the player selected first overall in the NBA All-Star Game Draft. Yes, we are going to do that. Okay, here are the odds. Doncic is number one at plus 250. Embiid, 350. Jokic, four. Irving, plus 475. Jason Tatum, plus 475. And it kind of goes from there. Morant, Mitchell, Markkinen, uh, Gilgis Alexander, and Anthony Edwards. Okay, LeBron has the rights to the first overall selection. Who is he going to select to get the NBA All-Star Draft started? The first three candidates on the boards, Luka Doncic, Joel Embiid, uh, Nikola Jokic, Jokic, are all worthy, right? But LeBron could opt to go with his friend Kyrie Irving. Yes, yes, Kyrie Irving. Yes, Flat Earth Kyrie Irving. Anti-vax Kyrie Irving. Possible semi-anti-Semite Kyrie Irving. Possible is being very nice. If you played any schoolyard basketball, there is oftentimes a bias towards your friends. There's just no way around it. And we know that he likes Irving as a player too. LeBron recently stated he was disappointed that the Lakers were unable to land him uh, at the trade deadline. And obviously Doncic would make a ton of sense, but that that said, in an exhibition contest, LeBron will likely side with a friend. And it isn't as if Irving has been playing poor either. Irving scoring 27.2 points, 5.1 rebounds, and 5.4 assists per game in this season. He is also shooting at an impressive clip. We are going to take Irving here, I can't believe it, just because LeBron might want to look after his friend. And Luka Doncic, the favorite, we're going to have him in a bet a little bit later. So we're going to take Irving at plus 475 for the player first selected overall in the draft. Now, where are we taking Doncic? Let's look at the NBA All-Star Game MVP odds. Right now, the favorite 
is Giannis at plus 500 with LeBron at plus 550. Now that makes total sense. LeBron may, you know, is getting a little bit older. It's a big season for him. He just took over the, the all time points lead, but you got to imagine how many more he's got in him. So he's like, Hey, you know, it'd be really great to win an MVP. Dame literally coming in at third at plus 600 and Luka Doncic, who we want to talk about at plus 650. You know, Giannis is favored to win the MVP of the all-star game. His NBA all-star game MVP odds are currently a plus 500 to win. And the Greek freak won the MVP two years ago at the 2021 all-star game. One of the best players in the league that hasn't won an all-star MVP is Luka Doncic. He could have very well won the season MVP award last year, and Doncic is back again this season as he enters the 72nd all-star game with spectacular, spectacular numbers. Despite uh, suffering a heel injury earlier this month, he returned on Saturday and has been on fire since then. In three games, Doncic is averaging 32.3 points per game on 53% shooting. As the likely first or second, because we think Irving's going to go first, expect Doncic to be an impact player on Sunday night. Also, one of the biggest difference makers is that Luka will shoot a ton of threes from all over the court, and that's not Giannis's strength. There is solid value on Doncic's NBA All-Star Game MVP odds at plus 650, even though it is kind of a crapshoot. I just, I don't know. I just think Doncic, this is like a game built for him. But we can't end there. There's more goofy shit to bet on, like the NBA three-point contest. Right now, Lillard is running at a plus 425 with Buddy Heald also a co-favorite at plus 425, Jason Tatum at plus 500, Kevin Herter at plus 550, Tyler Hero plus 550, and it goes on from there. The odds for the three-point contest have always been, you know, pretty tight. But this year feels closer than ever. The 2023 point champion, Buddy Heald, leads the NBA with 233 pointers this season. Honestly, if I had quizzed you and said, who leads the league in number of three pointers? I wonder how many people would get Buddy Heald. He's a great shooter, don't get me wrong. But I wonder if how many people could actually point to going like, Buddy Heald, Indianapolis Pacers, right? Oh yeah, absolutely, for sure. Number two on that list, Damian Lillard, who's been sizzling hot since the calendar flipped. He ranks fourth with 191 total made triples and sits second behind just Klay Thompson with 4.15 trays per game. Heald and Lillard are both tied at plus 425 favorites, and they are exactly the people I want to talk about. Before we actually get who we're going to be spending money on, let's talk about our biggest fades. Often, in order to pinpoint the potential winner, we got to cycle through the players that we least expect to win. And we can immediately cross off Markinen and Randall off the list. While Markinen will have home court advantage, he's more of a catch-and-shoot guy. Julius Randall, I know he's a replacement, but why the hell is he in this? He stinks. He stinks this year. I can't believe he's going to be in this contest. He uh, he has just, what, 33.8% marks from deep, making him the, like, Antoine Walker of this contest. Halliburton has been much too much of a, a set-and-release guy, plus he's just 22, and the kids usually don't win this event. And lastly, we don't like Herder. He's just shooting 28.6 from distance this month, and uh, a center stage moment might be too big for him. Here's who we're actually going to be betting on. I love Damian Lillard in this at plus 425. It's hard to pick any one overhealed, right? But the field's only prior three-point champion. But we give the slight edge to Big Game Dame for a few reasons, okay? He's hotter than fish grease, as Mark Jones would say. Since December, Lillard has converted 154 of 402 three-point attempts at a 38.3 percentage. His points per game this month, 36.1. The ball goes in the basket a lot when Lillard shoots it, pretty much. He's less of a catch-and-shoot guy than Heald, too. While 93.3% of Buddy Heald's triples this season have been catch-and-shoot variety, only 33.3% of Dame's triples have been. And like Heald, Lillard has been there before. He finished third in a three-point contest in 2014, and he held his own in the Joe Harris versus Steph uh, pre-COVID juggernaut in 2019. This seems like a great opportunity for Dame to add to his awards list. Also, like, lastly, they, his nickname is Dame Time. Like, he loves hitting clutch shots. 
That's that's got to be good for this, right? Here's the one guy we're fading is Jason Tatum at plus 500. He's third highest in odds, but he has the worst current three point percentage of any 2023 contestant uh, until Randall was joining the field because we like like we said earlier, Julius Randall. Yikes. So Jason Tatum at plus 500, third highest odds. I don't get that. Our pick is going to be Damian Lillard at plus 425. And then the last one we're going to talk about is, of course, the NBA Slam Dunk Contest, which used to be the premier event. But this year, whoa. <laughs> okay. Kenyon Martin Jr. plus 175. Mac McClung at plus, tw- two, plus 200. Jericho Sims is plus 225. And Trey Murphy III is plus 300. This NBA All-Star dunk, dunk Contest does not feature any superstars this year. And that sucks. And the NBA should be embarrassed. But it does present some fun situations. For the first time ever, a G League player will enter the NBA Duck Contest, and that player we are obsessed with is, of course, Delaware Bluecoat 6'2 guard Mac McClung. And he's here for a very good reason. The fact that the NBA invited a G League player pretty much says it all. McClung can jump out of the gym and should make a name for himself on Saturday. He initially gained attention in high school as a result of his spectacular dunks. His mixtapes, you know, racked up millions of views on YouTube. I think everyone is kind of aware of the name because, first of all, it's a really goofy name, Mac McClung. You kind of, it sounds hilarious. It sounds like a total made-up name that would be on a fake ID. And plus, he is kind of goofy looking. He he looks a little odd. And I think those are like two things that you just, let's be real, he's a 6'2", white guard and you, he would jump out of the gym and you're like, oh my God, what is that? It's just not, maybe not the thing you always expect. So it has that kind of appeal too. There is an added incentive too for Mac McClung to win the NBA dunk contest. The winner of the dunk contest is awarded $100,000, which is a lot of money. It's a lot of money for you and I, and it's a lot of money for a G League player. But I, you know, couldn't that be like a million dollars? Like is who who's producing this? Like Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew couldn't give a million dollars? It feels low. I don't know. But it's a decent chunk of change for a G League player. And at plus 200 to win the NBA dunk contest, there's plenty of value on McClung. We're going to be taking Mac McClung at plus 200. That's a lot of bets. Don't worry. We'll do a recap afterwards. But let's go on to bet number two, UFC fight night. God bless you, UFC. Not for all the reasons you should feel shame, but we'll never feel shame. But for the reasons that you have a card every weekend so we can lose money on it. Live from the UFC Apex in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, UFC Fight Night. And it's not a bad card either. They are wheeling Jim Miller out of the old age home, but we're not betting on that. Uh, they have one time uh, hotshot contender, Ovin St. Peru, on the card, but no dice OSB. We're not doing that. Here are the bets that we're going to be making. And let's start with the main event. Jessica Andrade versus Aaron Blatchfield. Uh, everyone knows Jessica. Andras, right? Former strawweight champion, perennial contender, and one of the one of the deadliest finishers in UFC women's history. She has been part of a stoppage in seven of her nine fights. Now, I say she's part of the stoppage because she's not always winning, but that does help us focus our bets to certain outcomes. Like of those nine fights, five have finished under one and a half rounds. So if you like Andrage, you would like a quick finish, right? The thing is, over here at LMWAB, we think Blanchfield is, honest to God, a future champion. She is a sniper when she shoots, averaging four takedowns per 15 minutes at a 68% clip. These are very good grappling numbers. And let's make it clear, she wins this bout if she keeps it on the mat. It's as clear as that. Since Andrade is such a good finisher, there's a notion that this fight would go under three and a half rounds. That would feel like a safe bet, right? Well, Andrade is chalked because she can knock anyone out. But I assume the, thro- the threat of Blanchfield's submission finish moves the needle here too. With the value where it is right now, I would take the over three and a half rounds at plus 130 because we believe Blanchfield is going to win. She's a very good fighter, and I think she'll dictate the pace in this bout by slowing things down and using her wrestling and cardio advantages. So the way we see it going, and here's 
how we're betting. Blanchfield to win at a plus 150. We got that my, via my bookie. Over three and a half rounds at plus 125 via five dimes. And we're going to take a little sprinkle on Blanchfield via submission at plus 475, also via five dimes. Okay, the other fight we're going to be taking is, is a really good one. It's Jordan Wright versus Zach Ponga. Uh, it's it. This is going to be a hell of a fight. Public money continues to come in on the bigger man, listing Palanga at a minus three ten, with Wright coming at a plus two thirty of this recording. Even though the lines are becoming like incredibly inflated at this point, we love betting against the public. But I see no real disagreement in the spread. Wright is kind of a glass cannon, but Ponga is not beyond getting caught by spinning attacks, which is probably why this line won't get much wider than the three to one uh, come fight time. But Ponga's size and superior wrestling is the real advantage here. And I suspect we see this fight finish on the floor. Despite the line movement uh, on totals, possibly tempting contrarian looks at the over, I believe this fight still finishes under one and a half rounds, but you'll need to be willing to pay for it. I, on the other hand, am not looking to invest heavily in this sort of matchup. I will just probably stick to a small sprinkle on Ponga to win in round one plus 170. That's how we're betting. And we find those odds via bet online. Okay, so that's UFC fight night. Let's recap all the bets. It's amazing in these short recordings how many bets we can still make. Let's, okay, here they are. Let's recap them. Kyrie Irving to be picked number one. I can't believe we're doing that. Plus 475. Luka Doncic, all-star MVP, plus 600. Dame Lillard to win the three-point competition, plus 425. Little old Mac McClung to be the slam dunk winner at plus 200. And then here comes the UFC fight night. Blanchfield to win, plus 150. Over three and a half rounds for that fight, plus 125. And we're going to sprinkle a little bit on Blanchfield via submission, plus 475. We're also going to be taking a little sprinkle on Zach Ponga to finish the fight in round one, plus 170. That's a lot of ways to lose money. Subscribe to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom wherever you enjoy podcasts. And please give a subscribe and a like to at Losing Money WAB on either Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok, where we make free daily bets. We'll be back on Friday to lose even more money. Have fun losing money. And we'll see you later, losers. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!